Welcome back to another episode. Let's be real about the seven seeds in the NFL playoffs. Seven seeds, period. But we're talking about specifically in the NFL playoffs in this episode. How y'all feel? Yep. I'm as high as you know the Steelers out the playoffs, and I don't. That level of stress is gone. But then here come the Tigers, and they just. Uh, it's, it's, it's you should take week. after me, man, because I completely put all of my stress and mental health things towards the Steelers, so I won't have to worry about the Tigers so much. Uh, so now that the Steelers are out of the playoffs, it's just a breath of fresh air at this point. It just shows that it you're is. much more mature than me. I'm, you're much more mature than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all knew Ben was going to go ahead and pass that choice. Y'all said, there ain't no need to put all your mentors in the Steelers, man. But the Tigers, this right here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep I mean, we talking about oh, Hayden going. Tigers, the Mitchell Tigers, yeah, or anybody, uh, any of the high school. Uh, <laughs> it's like Tigers into these people right here. Mm. Well, at least we got the Grizzlies. Yet again, Trevor Cruz, he's much more mature than me. Thank you, Trevor. One out of 10 schools in the USA mascot is a Tiger, so it's cool, bro. Well, let's get started with NBA. We're not going to go to the Tigers yet. Let's get to the NBA, man. NBA power rankings. You know, uh, we haven't really talked about the NBA in a while. We didn't talk about it last week. So I decided to do a power rankings instead of trade deals because we still got about another two weeks until the trade deadline. So power rankings so far this season, what do y'all got? Who wants to go first? Took. I would take – how you going to say who wants to go first and say Because <laughs> I just remember uh, other people said it. No, no, no. You want to go? Okay. <laughs> you got to tell me what you want me to go. Oh, you go. Okay. All right, so I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I literally just looked over power rankings this morning, so please bear with me. Uh, And most of these will be as of last night. So uh, we're doing top five, I guess, obviously. So at the number five spot, um, coming off a loss last night, I have the Chicago Bulls. Um, They still have been able to keep things rolling despite – you know, having, you know, key pieces out of the lineup. Of course, Lonzo Ball is out of the lineup. He's going to miss some significant time. Um, so I have them at number five. Uh, at the number four spot, I have the NBA champions, the current champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, who just defeated the Chicago Bulls last night. Um, they've been kind of up and down, you know, with injuries and things of that nature, but they're keeping things rolling and they're showing why they're the champions and they're the champions for a reason. At the number three spot, I have Tooks Golden State Warriors, who have been pretty much great all season. They kind of took a little dip in, uh, recently with the with Draymond Green being out. They just got Clay back. They're still working him back in the lineup. Uh, so I got watched. I got uh, the Warriors at number three. At the number two spot, I have our own and our beloved Memphis Grizzlies, who could very well make a case to be number one right now uh, as probably the hottest team in the NBA that just came off an impressive win in Denver against the Nuggets. Ja was, of course, Ja showing why he should be an all-star starter, why he should be in the MVP conversation. Another 35-5 and from him, just a great collective effort. Zaire Williams is now starting to come along with a quick 17 uh so yeah i have memphis at number two and at number one <clears throat> excuse me uh for right now and it's because they've been consistent all season and, and that's the phoenix signs um despite who's been in and out of the lineup whether it's been deandre aiden devin booker who whoever the Suns look like they haven't missed the beat uh they had an impressive win this past thursday against the dallas mavericks um helping the grizzlies out a little bit um so they look like they're keeping things rolling. Uh, of course, you know what you're getting with Chris Paul, a different booker. Uh, DeAndre Aiden is doing his thing when he's back in the lineup. They made a good addition. Can't believe I'm saying this, but a great addition as far as depth with Bismack Biyombo, for as their front court is concerned. Uh, Cam Johnson's looking nice. And then, of course, shout out to campaign. I fellow Memphian who's balling as well. Uh, so prior rankings are as follows. At number one, the Phoenix Suns. Number two, the Memphis Grizzlies. Number three, Golden State Warriors. Number four, the Milwaukee Bucks. And number five, the Chicago Bulls. 
Cool, cool, cool. Mine are actually very, very similar to yours, but uh, number five, I, I have the Bucks, like you said, for all those reasons. Uh, they're the defending champs. Giannis is still Giannis, the most dominant big in the league right now. Um, Drew Holiday is having a pretty good season mid, even though he's missed a couple games. Um, he's done his thing. Grayson Allen starting into the lineup looks comfortable, so they're a team definitely to uh, look forward to facing. Um, in the East, number four, I actually have the Nets. Uh, regardless of everything you just said about the Bulls, because they are balling, um, the Nets are still number one, and that's without you know Kyrie Irving for ninety nine point nine percent of the season. Uh, Kevin Durant is still having one of the most efficient seasons he's ever had, um, even though he just went down. Um, James Harden, who is a seasoned player, averaging ten assists right now. I mean, I'm gonna give him credit twenty point twenty points ten assists. He got the offense rolling. They got a bunch of, you know, pieces that are there to help the team, you know, click. So uh, the Nets are doing their thing, and they're number one in the East for a reason. Uh, number three, uh, Golden State Warriors, of course, I had to keep my Warriors there because the Grizz beat them twice. Um, the Grizz are my number two team. Um, as far as the number three uh, Warriors, um, of course, they have had a rough month so far, especially as Clay coming back, but they did control, in my opinion, the first half of the season in a way. Um, I guess really until, I guess, really January. So the first two months. Um, so expect for them to still turn up. Expect for stuff to be an all-star starting, I guess, captain, however you want to say. Um, excited to see the Warriors finish out the season, especially for them to get James Wiseman back. But the Grizz, number two, nobody expected number two. I can't give it Grayson. I do need to be there to check. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, great. Grace has been that way for, for, for a while. Come on, have so. you, did you not watch him at Duke? I don't he's, like, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a Bulls fan. He did something Caruso last night. Oh, yeah, they hit on Caruso. Oh, yeah, that's what he referred to. It's it even more. Yeah. It was nasty. Now it's time to fight. Now it's time to fight because he's going after the GOAT. He's going after Caruso. Sorry to hear that, man. I didn't know that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was a nasty It was a nasty hit. But the Grizz, now they, they, if you want a storyline to, to participate in and to just watch Seek grow, the Memphis Grizzlies is that storyline. If you watch this on here, we talk about them. If you watch this on Starting Five, you hear us talk about it weekly. So go Grizz. And of course, number one team, the Phoenix Suns, they are literally the most complete team in the NBA right now. A uh, great starting point guard in the point guard, Chris Paul, backup point guard campaign for Memphis doing this thing, Booker. And they added the additions of uh, Shemit, uh, of Shemit, who they needed. They literally said, who do we need after losing to the Bucks? They went and got, you know, Shemit, the JaVale McGee's of the world, who we were talking about over the summer with Team USA, who's still doing his thing. People were talking about he should start over Aiden. That's a conversation we can have for another day, but uh, shout out to them. And Biombo, like you said, Trevor, uh, they just got him. So uh, that's my top five, uh, five Bucks, Nets, Warriors, Grizz, and Suns number one. Um, so let me do this. I'm going to go with the exact same five that took head, but I'm going to put the Grizzlies at number one. I'm going to put the Grizzlies at number one just for the simple fact that, I mean, you know, this is the NBA, you know, I'm going to say this, but their body of work is really, really impressive. Like to go from like, you know, the, the winning streak that they had when John Morant was out, like to when I think what 10 of 11, then he gets back and then they run up like another like plus 10 win streak. Like I think that's Super, super impressive. They've gone into Golden State and beat them. They've beaten pretty much every top team in the league. I don't see. I mean, I, I definitely hear where um, Took and Trevor are coming from, but I just it's just body of work for me. It's what the Grizzlies have done with John Rand is out, Triple J is out, Desmond Bain's out. There can be a multitude of people that's out, but then DeAnthony Melton steps up, like John Contra steps up, like it's so many people that steps up on a, like on a nightly basis for the Grizzlies. Like that's impressive, and then even like. When um, Taylor Jenkins is there, again, you have people on the coaching staff stepping stepping up, making really, really good, great adjustments. Like the FedEx form has been live. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a homer and say it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Anymore. Look, I have no Memphis. issue with that, bro. I have no, no issue with that. the Grizzlies being in one. You see the hoodie I'm rocking today. <laughs> <laughs> no so, and I also, have... I'm sorry, Sharky. They've also been my stress reliever for the past two months, too. So. Mm -hmm. God, it's depend on the grids now, <laughs> including yep, including right. Triple J. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Twenty nine blocks in the last seven games. That was a stat I saw this morning. I was like, wow. But whew, I had a tough choice between Phoenix and Memphis for one and two. Uh, last night I had Memphis. This morning I woke up and put Phoenix. I'm gonna go with Memphis. I'm going Memphis only because we just recently beat Phoenix the last time we played them, what, a week mm -hmm. or two ago? So that's the reason I gave Memphis the edge. Both are 8-2 in their last 10 games. Both are hot. 
and Grizzlies are still, I mean, just putting out wins with I me. Mean, last night, you think Desmond Bain is gone and uh, Kyle Anderson, Tyus Jones, and you still find a way to win with people are missing. So it's it's crazy, man. Um, Sun, same thing. They're doing well as well. But yeah, that's tough, man. You really, it's a top one, really. But I go Memphis and Phoenix, too. Uh, it's almost the same as Toops and Scalas, uh Golden State at three. Golden State is kind of free falling some, but they're starting the season and they're still at the top of the conference. Yeah, I still have them number three. Four and five, they have Brooklyn at four. Brooklyn is now number one East, out the you know, like out the blue. I know KD is out for a while, but Kyrie is back playing in road games. So Brooklyn is Brooklyn when all three can play. Uh, they rarely have played together. So, but they're number one in the conference throughout everything that's been going on this season with them. And number five, I had a tough choice between Miami, Milwaukee, and Chicago. If this was a week ago, I had Chicago. Chicago's kind of on a free fall right now, and injuries is a, lot, is a big reason. Alonzo, hopefully, his meniscus, his meniscus tear is not as bad where he has to miss the rest of the season. Hopefully, Zach Levine comes back soon and they get back on track. But I had the Bulls falling short, and I have Milwaukee falling short only because they're four and six in their last 10 games. And Miami is now a half game back from they were first place to last night, and they have half game back from first place. They And that's nuts to me because, like, Bam, Bam and DeBio missed the last month. Last two months, I think, a month and a half or so. Uh, Jimmy Butler being in and out, and all of a sudden they're only half game back in first place after all of it. Like, that spoke volumes to me. So I put Miami at five. Uh, they just they just snuck up there because I didn't. I just know the stand. It's like, dang, them folks <laughs> right there. So uh, that's my top five for Memphis, Phoenix, Golden State, Brooklyn, Miami. Let me ask you. Can I ask y'all something? I just thought about. If you're the Nets organization, you're losing KD, so obviously you're going to lose some games, right? Do y'all pay the fine for Kyrie to play, or do y'all kind of be like, nah, Kyrie, just sit you know, sit away from the games because you don't want to get home court advantage? I say yeah. Um, reason why is because – pay the say yes and – I say pay the fine. I think well, – I, I, I think they'll pay I the fine in the playoffs. If I, were, if, I, if, I, if I heard it's true, if it's $5,000 a game, pay it. That's it for uh, organization. Yeah, they got that. And like I said, yeah, play, mainly, I think in playoffs mainly, you are gonna need him in, yeah. at home games and playoffs. So that's why I'm like, mainly thinking with Trevor. Yeah, I that's why. I, that's why I think they, they they do it. I think they'll pay the fine in the playoffs, so he'll be eligible for home games because the regular season is just like, well, we have enough to protect the Barclays with KD and, and Harden. Well, when KD's in the lineup. I know he's out now, but with those two, that, that that's enough to hold down home court. And then we already get Kyrie on road in road games where he's eligible. Um, so yeah, because heaven forbid they have to play the Toronto Raptors and Kyrie Irving will only be available for home games because that would be that is that would be crazy. I would say I wouldn't do anything. I would I would I wouldn't pay the fine yet. I would just ride this thing out as long as I can for the simple fact that I think Kyrie has an injury. Um he's in my opinion, he's injury prone. So I would scale him back as much as I can until something happens. Mm-hmm. Either either he takes the vaccination shot or somehow, someway there's going to be a loophole to where he can end up playing in the Barclays. I think one of the two is going to happen. I would just ride it out. I wouldn't even play him. If, if it's only role games he's playing, it's only role games until something happens. But I will scale it back on him as much as I can. Because Ooh, what you see yeah. now, what you see now is a bunch of people are getting hurt. Like people are getting out six to eight weeks, whatever, whatever. And so if I'm the GM of the uh, of the Nets, I say I know at the end of the day with my top three healthy, I can be anybody in the league. So then you try to go for healthy as much as you can. Yeah, actually, I kind of lean more towards Trevor to play Rest of the season now, kind of like back, kind of like what both of them said. Playoffs, no. I mean, for the rest of the season now, but playoffs, it's not much. They they got their money. Yeah, <laughs> they you really want to really at least do it. What, fifteen home games? If you're mm-hmm. a low seed, so fifteen times five, that's what seventy five. So seventy five uh, thousand, you can drop that no problem. So. Yep, <laughs> they got it. Ball out. All right, man. As we're back with our NBA segment, NBA Power Rankings this week. Um, next week, you know, we might be back somewhere, something else. No trade deadlines coming up. We might have some trades that's not a part of trolling, off some actual, you know, real trades that actually, <laughs> actually happening for some rumors. <laughs> but let's take a break for the sponsorship promo. We'll be right back. Welcome to Let's Be Real Media, a podcast network that provides your official game plan for sports, culture, and music, headlined by 
the Let's Be Real podcast featuring P-Shark, Scott Lido, Tail Shakir, Trevor, Sheedy, and Savage, and includes other podcasts like the I Don't Know Sports podcast by Savage, the Let's Tighten Up podcast by P-Shark, Scooting with Sheedy by none other than the name says it itself, Sheedy, Pittsburgh County podcast by Trevor, and Let's Talk About It by Uncle Mike. You can follow us on social media at LB Real Media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as you can see, the website, go on the website, lbrealmedia.com to check us out. Thanks. All right, we're back. Um, before we get to the NFL second, we got a couple questions from my guy Mike at 2 and AFC South. Check out his podcast, 2 and AFC South, every week. Uh, honestly, wonder if they get a fine from the NBA in the city of New York as well. Remember, this is an NBA rule and why, why he cannot play. It's true. That's a good point. I think it'll probably just be New York, but we're looking to it. No one's mentioned the yeah. city could be fine in them too, which could be more. So. I thought it was so. If I, give me, I thought the fine was a city fine. I, I, didn't, think, I, didn't, know, yeah. I didn't know that 5000 was an NBA fine. I, I'm yeah, kind of. I thought it was city too. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone looked it up. We'll find it out. But on to the NFL uh, season review. Steelers fans, the Eagles and uh, Cowboys fans decided to dip out on today's episode. And I think the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Savage, uh, Sheedy. Uh, all y'all teams, unfortunately, took, uh, got seasons eliminated on the same day uh, this past Sunday. <laughs> but both of them are not here. The Steelers fans are here, though. So I want y'all to do a season review. What y'all, you know, what, what y'all thought of this season? What y'all think what, what's the plan moving forward? <laughs> Well, between my fellow uh, member of Steeler Nation and I, we really didn't have a disagreement. He was looking at a glass half empty. I'm looking at a glass half full. That's exactly how we were looking at this season. And the glass was basically the season, and the stuff in the glass was basically the playoffs. Skyler didn't want us to make the playoffs to get a, a decent draft pick. The playoffs were there, and I was like, hey, just go for it. Um, Steelers finished 9-7-1. Uh, still miraculous. I still don't know how we were able to do this with given all the troubles we had on the offensive line. Ben Roethlisberger looking like a shell of a shell of himself. Um, or like a turtle of a shell. So, of course, we lost Juju Smith-Schuster after week five with a shoulder injury. Uh, he made his return to the playoff game, which really didn't make that much of a difference. Um, I did pick the Steelers to beat the Chiefs, and for like a quarter and a half, they had done everything possible to uh win that game. Uh, now nah, Ben's retirement speech wasn't in the bathroom, unfortunately. So, uh, <laughs> I don't like being trolled early in the morning, yeah. It, yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely uh, over, definitely an overachievement because given everything that transpired, man. Don't 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 put that evil on me. That's why I'm that's why I'm muting his name on Twitter right now because there's a lot of people <laughs> capable for him to be the starter. Like, do not put that evil on me. Um, I much rather have Dwayne Haskins. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I would welcome Jameis Winston at this point. So <laughs> that's it. But um, on a positive note, we do have some bright spots. Uh, we got a nice standout uh, at the tight end spot with Pat Fryer move. Eric Ebron can finally you know go because he can't hold on to the ball. Neither can Deontay Johnson, who basically cost us the playoff game against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, that, that third and two. I'm, I'm just going to paint the scenario. That third and two after Kansas City tied it at seven. If you get points on that drive, not saying Kansas City doesn't do Kansas City things, but they're a little tight a little bit. They'd be like, okay, maybe we got to focus just a little bit more on, on this Pittsburgh team. And we probably can't find a game on one play, Trevor. You know that. Thank you. Actually, Especially I when can. you lose by that much. Actually, I can because everything went, everything fell from that point. Because after that point, Kansas City went down the score. You block him. Block him. <laughs> block him. <laughs> block him. <laughs> I'm tired of that. I don't, I don't care what Mason Rudolph believes. The fact that he is taking money from this team um, is 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 already messed up for for mason so uh but like i said the bright spots um on the offensive side of the ball we have Pratt fire move of course we have Najee harris uh who was fourth in the league in rushing uh the defense is still there um with minka tj cam hayward um to an extent 
Uh, Keith Butler will be stepping down, will be retiring as defensive coordinator, uh, which are really you, doesn't mean anything because Mike Thomas is going to be called the plays. Are huh? you serious when you say that? Yes. He, he's, it's been it's being reported throughout all the Steel Nation that Keith Butler will be retiring because this was yes. the final year of his deal. Yes. Yes. But Mike Tomlin is still going to be calling plays on defense. So, yeah. Uh, so now we shift our focus to the offseason. Um, of course, Juju's a free agent. Joe Hayden is a free agent. Uh, does the defense need some youth? Yes, I, I, I think so. And it's more so in the secondary than the uh than the front seven because we're we're good with cam we're good with tj i think we can get some depth in the linebacker position uh i'm gonna wait until the jury is out for devin bush i'm just gonna say he hadn't fully recovered from his torn acl i'll play that excuse for now um but yeah i will look to resign joe hayden but not at the money that he's looking for i think what's being reported right now is a year six mil which is right around a pretty decent range for him so look to bring Joe Hayden back, uh, get some get some depth in the secondary, get some depth in the uh in the linebacker core. And the Steelers could be right back. And then ultimately you need to find a, a quarterback. Um there's been ramblings about, of course, Mason. Uh there's been ramblings about Kenny Pickett from Pitt, uh, Malik Wilkes from the uh from Liberty. Um, and then I'm not sure what they're looking at as far as the veteran is concerned, but to be honest, if I was the Steelers, I'm looking to spend that money on the offensive line and uh, just trying to resign the guys that you can resign. So, Sam Donald, I ain't want to take up too much. I ain't want to take up too much of the time. I want to let Skyler get in here and, uh, and provide. Yeah, because that was stuff. way too much positivity. I feel you, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you, again that you're in a much more mature place than I am. That was way too much positivity for me. Um, to answer the question, um, I think the season was a failure because yet again, the Steelers find themselves a year behind for themselves to try to find their quarterback. I mean, if you look about, if you think about the great quarterbacks in the league right now, most of them are in the AFC. It's Pat Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson, it's Joe Burrow, Jesus Christ, who's in your division, Lamar Jackson, who's in your division, um, Josh Allen, who we'll talk about later. Like, you're a, another season yet behind of trying to figure out who's your quarterback going forward. And if you're um, goal is to win the AFC North. If your goal is to make the playoffs and not get and not to freaking give up 40 points yet again, um, you 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 got to do something. And again, it's just, I think it was, for me, it's just the season was a failure uh, for the simple fact that it, yet the statistically the Steelers defense wasn't that great, but it's another year again wasted of a really good defense. Like at the end of the day, people will, most teams will kill for a really good defense, and yet again we didn't do much for them because the the offense was that terrible. They were spending so much time not on the field. The Steelers defense was on the field most of the time throughout season and games. It's just, I don't know, it's just a fair just because they don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. Um, this also, to what you just said, Trevor, like this upcoming draft is not a uh, draft full of really good quarterbacks. I mean, you know, that's, we're speaking now before they even play a single game, but right now that's what, that's what a lot of people are saying. And so what are you going to do at quarterback? What are you going to do with quarterback? Because I mean, and I, I'll even say this: like, I'm good on Mason. Right? Um, I'm good on Mason Rudolph. Like, if they were going to go with Mason Rudolph um, next season, like, yet again, the Steelers would have the fourth worst quarterback in the division, and that's not good for um, anybody that's trying to win any championship. So they need to find a quarterback ASAP. There you have it. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Check <you> out. <laughs> We'll check y'all out this all season, man. Yeah, to, uh, stop to, to do to do what? To turn over the ball? No, no, I'm good. I'm good on Sam Donald. I'm good. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't like being trolled for 11. What information you found out, Kyrie, man? <laughs> oh, uh, so actually last week, uh, Woe sent out a tweet and he said, uh, to be clear on a hypothetical availability, ability for a team to pay a fine for an unvaccinated player to play in a, a market, Blah blah blah. Uh, September 1st says that team must follow local laws, and players who don't comply won't be able to play a fine. Don't well, won't be able to play. So pretty much they got to follow state. You know what I'm saying? State so laws. the guidelines of that city, basically. But apparently, I think they just had an election not too long ago, and uh, for a new mayor. And I think that that was one of the things that he was going to talk about uh, taking away from. So I mean, we'll see. Especially when it comes to the playoffs. When it comes to the playoffs and money needs to be made and championships need to be had, I think they'll let Kyrie play by then. 
man. Tell him about Skyler. A lot of people are asking, what about Josh Dobbs when he comes to the Steelers? Yeah. He hasn't gotten like enough him. enough reps for me to even. Damn, I mean, the quarterbacks y'all get. I, 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 I agree. They don't have a single quarterback, Took. Y'all just named like 18 of them. Yeah, all backups. All How many quarterbacks y'all get? Zero. I'm telling you. Zero. I mean, I, I, in a perfect world, I would love for Josh Dobbs to get an opportunity, but I don't think he has enough real game I just can't reps to really much about even evaluate him. Backup so. quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yep, yep, yep. Interesting. So, Very interesting. Politics, brother. Politics. Well, let's get to our... NFL division around picks. We have four games this week. Uh, we're just gonna start with the first game up. Of course, y'all see my hat, Titans. Y'all see my name. Winter is here. That means Derrick Henry is returning today. Uh, Titans, Bengals. Who you got? Sky the Trevor Took. Sheesh, you put me up first. Or right, I, I guess I can go first. I mean, I went six and zero last week, so you know I'll take that. But I very well just just as sure as I was six and zero, I'm pretty sure I'll be zero and four this week. Um. For this uh, Bengals and Steelers game, I was saying, what am I talking about? Bengals and Titans game. The hardest deal there, my friend. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> For this game, I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, it's a it's 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 a home game. I think um, the Titans fans are going to show up in Nashville. I think they're going to make it really really crazy. Um, and I think to what Sharky just said, like you know, winter is here, and like I put down there, it's it's good night season. Derrick Henry is back. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals defense is not that good. Um, they have a pretty decent uh, front four, but um, the linebacker and, and secondary group isn't that good to me. And so my thing, if I'm the Titans, is to attack them in the secondary as much as you can. Um, get into, like, you know, second and third and shorts as much as you can. Give it to Dead Henry and ride him all the way to the AFC Championship. That's what I would do. So give me the Titans. But I would be very scared of Joe Burrow, though. He scares me. Yeah, oh, okay. it, it, Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna it's concerning, but I, I I'm not I'm okay. Uh I like Tennessee to win this game. Excuse me. Nashville is fired up for this game. They're gonna be fired up. Uh from a wrestling fans out there, SmackDown was just in Nashville. Nashville's on a whole nother level right right now. And as Sharky's name say, winner is here. Cincinnati's good, but they're not that good. And I saw that Josh Jacobs was able to Get off, get into the second and third level uh, against that Cincinnati defense. So if Josh Jacobs can do that, I know damn sure Derrick Henry can do that. Um, to Skyler's point, you need Tannehill to get into as many second and shorts, third and shorts as possible. And then uh, things will be a lot easier. Um, the Bengals are going to be something to reckon with. Uh, but this is where everything comes to an end. So give me the Titans by 10 here. You know, it's funny how karma worked because if I would have picked everybody's team that was on this podcast last week to lose, I'd be able to come on this podcast and just say, I right, had come on, join me on the couch. But I didn't make that because I wanted to be nice. It's better to them. Sorry ass cowboys, Sheedy. But uh we we're gonna we're gonna stay positive and you know focus on this week. Um uh, I got the Titans winning for sure. Sharky, you've been nice to me all season, bro. And I appreciate you, bro. I want y'all to do uh exceptional. Um, I got y'all winning by at least 10. So um give, give me the Titans. Bengals shows a Joe Shiesty. I'm a fan of yours now. You know what I'm saying? I, I need somebody that I can support because Baker let me down in Ohio. So uh but but the Titans did this y'all time, man. Give me the Titans. Yeah, I don't mean y'all know me. I'm the most I'm the most humble, humble fan ever. All my teams, especially the Titans. But all this stuff I've been hearing about the Bengals all week, how we should be scared of them, blah, blah, blah. Titans, That's been crazy, bro. I've been seeing people pick it, pick the Bengals by two touchdowns I, on national TV. I've seen I, them all bro. I said it on this tighten up. 34-17, double digits. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout, blowout. But like, it'll be like a 10-point game or, you know, some type of single-digit game that we run away with in the fourth quarter. Exactly. But I'm not really, like, scared. Our front line, that, that front four is ready. Uh, that that defense, that uh, offensive line, the Bengals got. Are we ready to attack Joe Burrow? I ain't, I ain't worried about that. Everybody talking about Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Uh, we got Julio Jones, AJ Brown back, and Julio, AJ, and Derrick Henry all healthy back for the first time, fully healthy or close to fully healthy since week two. 
they they all play. I think the Bills. I think when Henry got hurt in the uh, Colts game or the Bills game was the last. No, Chiefs game was the last time all three of them played together. But Julio was nowhere near 100 percent the game. He's as close as. You think that's going to No. Dude, we've been waiting for this all year <laughs> for all yeah. three to be happy at the same time. <laughs> this is what I, we I will, con- I will concede this point to you. Like y'all have a really really good front four. Like, I, and I think that's going to be very important yep. for y'all because the Bengals' offensive line isn't that great. So if you can get if you can rush home or if you can get to Joe Burrow with four and then put you know the rest of that in coverage and you're fine. That's just the thing. You just gotta be able to get home with to mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and four because if you don't, I'm telling y'all like. Joe Burrow is dead. That man scares me. He cold, but I still think youth is going to play a factor. That first yeah. road playoff game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, like I said last week, they dominate the Raiders and they still came down to the last position. So that let me know kind of what I need to know about them. Like, I'm not as scared. I'm not really. And then can, can we can we put into the fact that the Bengals may be suffering from hangover as well? Yeah, they celebrated. Like, <laughs> they they celebrated getting their first playoff win in well over quite some time. So, <laughs> hangover can be a huge thing too. So, don't be surprised if Tennessee jumps out on them early and this is ugly. But I still think the Bengals will keep it close. I still have the Titans by ten though. And answer uh, J Film seventeen defense pretty good though. So our weakness, if it is a weakness, it is. The, what they can attack is our secondary, but our front four is our stronger point. So we get back to them. Then that it's kind of like the Chiefs game this year, and we beat them twenty-seven to three. Like that front four get there, they don't really matter what happens on the back end. But we'll see. I expect it to be a pretty good game, and we run away with it. But next up tonight, 49ers Packers. The 49ers are three and zero against Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Who you got? Uh, different order. Let's go to Trevor Skyler. Um, for that stat to be kind of crazy, that, that's a crazy stat, but I think that this is probably the worst 49ers team to mm-hmm. play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. So give me the Packers, uh, by two touchdowns. I'm going Green Bay, I'm going Green Bay by three, but I would not be surprised if the San Francisco 49ers win this game. San Francisco has everything you need to beat Aaron Rodgers to slow down that offensive attack. What you need to do, you need to run the ball, shorten the game, limit possessions. They're able to, they're able to do that. Debo Samuel has been a beast wherever you pretty much line them up. And he's going to make something happen. I'm not sure how Jimmy G is still standing right now with all the injuries he's dealing with, but he's, you know, he's still hanging on in there. But he's still missing throws, so I definitely will say that. But I believe it's going to be close, and ultimately it's going to come down to between who can win it, Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. And I'm choosing Aaron Rodgers every time. So Green Bay by three. Shark, I told you to block that man forever ago. No, but I, that's literally what I was going to say. Like that. That's the reason I feel like. Well, there's two reasons why I feel like San Francisco can keep can keep this close, or potentially win the game. It's because Green Bay statistically is not that good in the run game, um, and so what does San Francisco do really, really well? Extra Cowboys. They run the ball really, really well, and so if there's a recipe for the uh, San Francisco 49ers is to, for them to beat Green Bay is to run the ball all damn day and keep Aaron Rodgers on the side of the field. But then at the end of the day, I think. Green Bay secondary is a little bit better than what it's normally been um, historically. And I just don't trust the hell out of Jimmy G. Um, Jimmy G, in my opinion, is the only reason that the Cowboys even had a chance to win the game last week. There were several throws in the game that he missed. I'm pretty sure he's going to do the same. The temperature is going to be really, really cold. I still think he has like an injury to his thumb or something like that. I think he got at least two picks on him tonight. Uh, give me Green Bay. And is that the exact reason why I got Green Bay? Uh, Green Bay guys, I think it's gonna be a close game. And like Trevor said, the Four Nines got all the pieces to beat them, except Jimmy G. Um, the difference between the Cowboys and the Packers is Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. That's the difference. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, so that's if Jimmy G does what he did against Cowboys, Aaron Rodgers ain't Dak Prescott. He's gonna take advantage and uh, make you pay for it. So give me the Packers and the close one. Um, I forgot the score I gave on this tying up, but. I had the Packers win. It was a close one. So, um, next game, Sunday. First up, Rams, Bucks. 
Bucks. Ooh. Order again. And this time, I guess I go first, then Trevor, Scowlin, and Took. Okay. Um, y'all know I've been against the Rams all year. I know they really have a legit shot in winning the uh, defense against that uh, offensive line injury, offensive line Tom Brady. They got a shot, but just like I don't trust Jimmy G, I don't trust no Matthew Stafford. So give me uh, Bucks and TB12 to find a way to pull it off the game against the, this uh, inconsistent quarterback in Matthew Stafford. This is a hey, this is a tall task for for TB12, but if anybody can do it, it's TB12. But I just think with them injuries up front to the offensive line, whoever's on there is not going to be able to do anything with Aaron Donald. I think Sam, Matt Stafford does just enough by not turning the ball over so much for to win. Um, it'll be similar to the matchup in the regular season, but it'll be just a tad bit closer. Uh, give me the Rams by a touchdown. I like that one. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. Um, and I hate to second guess or doubt Tom Brady because he's done nothing but uh, proved me wrong, especially over the last like three or four years. I just, I think with them losing um, Godwin and them losing AB, that's just way too much to me. Um, and I think the 49ers defensively are going to be able to do something to take either Mike Evans or Gronk out of the game. And I don't trust Tom Brady or I don't trust the other receivers for Tampa Bay to make up for what that potentially could, what that loss could look like. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams for the simple fact. Um, I think they take, um, I think they do enough defensively to, to pressure Tom Brady um, to make it uncomfortable for, um, for him. Um, and I think to what Trevor just said, I think uh, Matthew Stafford stays out of the way enough to not turn the ball over multiple times in this game. So I'm going to go with the, um, with the Rams as well. Bucks are also, I think will be without Leonard Fournette as well. So that, that's another blow. I think he's playing. Oh, he's he playing earlier. I think he's playing. They, I think he, I think he's still like, I'm not sure if it's a game time decision or he's questioned, but he tweeted earlier this week that he would be there Sunday. So. Yeah. I know, right. Scotty Miller is probably going to have a, going to have to have Bruh. 10 catches for a hundred yards for, uh, <laughs> I heard from him all season, but he appeared last week. <laughs> For the Bucks, go ahead too. Hey, I know one of the commandments, but don't bet against Tom Brady. But it also says in the Super Bowl, it's not the Super Bowl. The Rams got a lot of players that are ready for this moment for them to win. I got them going all the way to the Super Bowl. So unfortunately, that includes beating the goat Tom Brady. Um, I do have the Rams winning, and I know, like y'all say, y'all don't trust Sam. Uh, Sam Brady, uh, what? I can't get his name. I'm say Sam Brady. Matt Stafford. Well, I would say Sam Brady. <laughs> 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 no, it's not it, like if we. It's not up to us to trust Stafford. Uh, you got two guys in OBJ and Cooper Cup that that respects him and that 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 likes him. So and that's all that matters to us. And they they're gonna get him to the Super Bowl. So, um, like I said, they got the Rams beating the goat. Unfortunately. To 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 Jay Films' point, like Matt Stafford is used to doing the if it somebody's down there. Hey man, kick him, kick this man out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if Matt Stafford don't do those type of throws, I think the Rams are in good shape. That I don't need him to just throw it up, be like if it OBJ or if it Cooper Cup down there somewhere. Yeah, I don't need them type of throws on that. They were running the ball like they did last week against Arizona. Who was it? Like Sony Michelle came back. Like Sony Michelle was. I was like, like Jesus Christ. No, oh, what's my guy name? Cam Akers. Cam Akers. No, Sony, Sony Michelle was. No, I was Cam saying, man, you were trying to say Cam Akers too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they were running the ball really, really well last week, and I think they'll be able to do the same thing. So, last game. This is the big one. This is the ALC, the real AOC championship game, as I've heard. So, you know, that's another reason. But we ain't about to get to all that. Titans take care of business today. We see one of these things next week. Um, give me Bills, Chiefs. Who y'all got? Um, it's a different order again. I go first to Skyler, then Trevor. This might be the toughest game of the weekend. Yeah, it is because I still don't know who I want to pick. <laughs> me neither. So, <laughs> I know who I'm picking. Give me Pat Mahomes and other uh, Chiefs, man. I, Bills just like uh and different different reasoning for the Rams. Uh, I don't. I still don't believe in the Bills to win the the biggest of games. They always kind of they they would do something like they do last week, right? And they come back this week and kind of 
underwhelmed. I, I do trust him. I think, uh, like we talked about Dylan Brooks and his muscle memory to taking a lot of shots and jacking shots, I think the Bills' muscle memory of running the football is going to return this week. They ran it last week and ran it well. I think just muscle memory serves. They don't like to run the football. And you got to be a, you got to run the football and keep Pat Mahomes out the field and keep putting up points. And I believe that's what they're going to do. They're going to not stick to the run and give Pat Mahomes plenty of opportunities to take them out. You know, we had a spacious this week, right? You know, shout out to Trevor for you holding it down, bro, hosting and everything. And in that spaces, I said that Patrick Mahomes was waiting to get back to the Super Bowl, right? Because he has, you know, more of a complete team. He got his offensive line and whatnot. Cool, right? But then I think about last year and how the Bills were in this same spot. And they've been waiting for this moment to not go to the Super Bowl. But to, I mean, of course, go to the Super Bowl, but to beat the Chiefs, I got to go with the Bills. I got to go with the Bills. Um, Y'all know I've been on that bandwagon early. It's going to be tough for for them to do it. But like I said, they've been waiting for a year for this moment, especially Diggs. I'm expecting a show show from him. So give me the Bills. And it's such to say, y'all know I rock with my homes, but give me give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. To what Tuke just said, to what has already come across the screen, I don't know. Like I don't I'm sorry, know. Make it hard. I'm sorry. It's, this but, was, hey, it's hard. It's hard. It's tough because what Josh Allen did last week against the Patriots is probably one of the best games that I've ever seen in my entire life. That man knew exactly what to do. He knew he I've never seen anybody like beat Bill Belichick like that. Like that was really, really impressive to me. Um, somebody put down there like I don't trust the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I don't. Um, I think the Bills have the better defense. Um Bills found out they run the game too. Like y'all, y'all the ones that convinced me to pick against Josh Allen last one. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that twice. I'm not doing that twice on this podcast. Nah. Come on, Skyler. Come on, join me. I'm not doing that twice. Don't do it twice either. Come on. Give me Talking the bills. One degree weather they ain't got. Man, I trusted y'all. Give Come me on, the Skyler. bills because I don't trust hey. Kansas City's defense. <laughs> and if and if and if Buffalo can go in with the mindset that we're going to make them tackle Josh Allen the entire game, we're going to make them guess whether he's throwing or passing. If they can consistently do that. We know with their play calling, I think the Bills win. I'm picking the Bills. I'm so sorry, Pat Mahomes. You ain't got to apologize. You ain't got to apologize, man. Go, I care about the main winner. We ain't hey, too go, go with what I you feel. <laughs> go with what you feel. Oh, man. I ain't going to lie. This is a tough one. And it's it literally is, is a toss-up. Um, I, I really don't know. The Bills, the Bills like you said, Bills have the – much better defense because uh, I don't trust Kansas City defense at all. Uh, the fact that you, you even gave up twenty one to Pittsburgh that's all. That's that's pretty much uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Y'all defense scored seven. Garbage time. Yeah, going. fourteen. Fourteen. That that's still two <laughs> touchdowns too many, uh, especially with that offense. Um, but I'm gonna stick with my pick in the spaces. I went with the Chiefs, uh, so I'm going to roll with the Chiefs on this one. I, I just think to this point. I think Patrick Mahomes is on a mission to get back to the Super Bowl to right the ship that was last season. And um they'll be in Tennessee next week. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. That's gonna be a go. That's gonna be a tough game. Well, we're done with our picks. Let's get to your boy. And we know what we're about to go with this one. <laughs> It's time, fellas. It's time. Let me share my screen. Hopefully, y'all hear the volume. Y'all can't. Let me know. <laughs> Let's get it. I think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, and 19 year olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24 year old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I worked 
hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor. I'm way too emotionally tied to this situation. Now, <laughs> I need to I need to break up. That's that's what I need to do. I need to break up with this relationship. Like I'm way too emotionally tied to this. It pains me to do this. Penny is bored, man. One hundred percent. Seventeen, eighteen year olds losing to twenty two, twenty three year olds. He recruited them, right? Um, I, I don't know. eighteen year olds. It's not four freshmen starting. It's three. Uh, Lester and Alex Lomax and Tyler Harris and Malcolm Dan, they all ain't. ain't I'm pretty points. sure <laughs> Penny Hardaway ain't, ain't that see now. Like, I'm pretty sure you heard of the Fab Five who've gone to the national championship with five freshmen. So, that whole thing about 17, 18, 19 year olds is just that's trash. That's trash. Like, I we all love him, we all want him to succeed, but. Like the writing is on the wall, man. You cannot coach college basketball. It is just that simple. When it comes to X's and O's, when it comes to getting the best out of your players, you're failing right now. It is just that simple. Like the Tigers' best player right now has been in the lineup, and he can't even stay out of foul trouble. But he's 24, 25, acting like he's 17, 18, 19. So that's one issue. You literally lost to a team in SMU who didn't even have a player over 6'5", and you have arguably one of the best big men, high school prospects in the nation, and Jalen Duran, and you just decide to not hand this man the ball in the post. Like, come on, miss me miss me with this, with this whole BS, man. And then you're constantly changing lineups. You're constantly subbing out just when things start to get going and when things start to work. Like you just, I, I really just don't know. This man is is extremely bored, man. As, as I tweeted, man, we got another Larry Finch situation handling here. Like it's gonna come to a point in time where either the city is gonna turn on him, or the school is gonna lose the city because the school is gonna do what's best for the school, which is eventually uh, getting rid of this guy. But I don't want to get rid of him just yet. Like I again, I want this man to succeed. I want things to work here. But you have to learn how to coach college basketball. And the first thing with that is starting to recruit like a college basketball coach to what Savage has already had been saying. You need to stop going to Sheffield, Westwood, Southwind, and all these uh, public schools. You need to start going to St. George's, Briarcrest, Collierville, and find you some shooters, some stand-in-the-corner knockdown shooters. Like you need to start recruiting those type of players, players that you can mold, that you can establish a system with. Because right now, man, things are looking terrible, and it's only going to get worse. Like I don't even know if you guys is you're not going to be eligible for any tournament. Okay, maybe the college basketball invitational to which you have to pay to play in that tournament was so. Man, Penny is extremely bored right now, and. This is nothing but just gaslighting and deflection where he really should just be looking at himself. Yes, he has John Camden who has yet to see the floor, which I don't know why he hasn't been on the floor this year. To Ryan's point, like, yo, it's, it's cool to, to have a few public school players, but every once in a while you got to have your players that know how to be a part of a system. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about the Tigers, man. I'm just gonna pass it off to somebody else, man. Pick it back out of what uh what Mike just said about <laughs> left. The only thing left being to do is try Jesus. He is asking for prayers from us. Uh he did <laughs> make a video apologizing and everything. Uh <laughs> so he is asking for prayers for the program. Um like I said, hey, I hate like I said, we hate to say it hurts us, it pains us. I'm not I'm not one of the people saying fire him yet, because he's not gonna get fired probably. Uh they they making money. But he needs to stop making excuses. Uh, he's gonna get at least another year or two, uh, probably so. And he got a chance, he still has a chance turning around. But is he gonna take necessary steps? Like I think Mike has said, reach out to Cal Perry, see how you do it. John Cal Perry, he's not a good X's and O's coach, but he's a great motivator. He knows how to make players play their role. I told my wife the other day, we watched Devin Book the other night. I was like, you wouldn't believe Devin Book was a six man in Kentucky. 
And she was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, because John Capere know how to tell players, hey, you could you, you still gonna be a lottery pick. Then Buku still was what the yeah. second player drafted after Car Anthony Towns from that team. You and feel to, a lot of And the Cow's point, he knows how to get the most out of his players. And when he doesn't get the most out, he knows how to hold himself accountable. Like Sky Labissier, which was from Memphis, who went to Kentucky, uh, still ended up going to the NBA, but like things didn't work out the way it should at Kentucky. And what Kyle said, man, I screwed that kid up because I thought he was Carl Anthony Towns. So it is, it's accountability. Like just, just hold yourself accountable for what you're not doing as a coach, as far as X's and O's, and just be better. That's that's all we're really asking for is to be better. Like we know the talent of this team, but what they can do is just you need to figure one. You need to hold yourself accountable, and two, you need to figure out what you're going to do as a school. Are you going to be a school to where these 17, 18, 19-year-olds come in and they're one and done and they're off to the NBA? Or you're trying to establish something like a Villanova to where you're building a part of a building a program that could potentially win a few national championships and you have a bunch of quality guys that stay two, three, four years, and then eventually they're off to the NBA, you know, playing for somebody. So you need to establish what you're going to do. Are you going to be an NBA factory or are you going to try to build a college basketball dynasty? And this guy that got the prayer hands, man. You ready to go? You need to come <laughs> you. Yeah, we need to hear um, from the season ticket holder. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, what I will say is you can see that the pressure of being Penny Hardaway, doing a lot that you doing everything that you've done for the city of Memphis, you know, becoming the head basketball coach for that particular university in your city you grew up in, and you aren't um exceeding or meeting expectations is what i'll say um and i will say this i feel him where he's coming from because there are people in the media who has been at his neck the entire time they yeah. have been at his neck since he got in the job they have been at his neck. um even when you know the first season I, in my opinion he did really really well his first season um that the crew he had with jeremiah martin like i think they they just you know you could just tell that there was their first year mm-hmm. i never said something. i have no problem with his like going off it's when he started making it was the back part of it. Yeah, excuse, oh, the yeah exactly. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. Like, going off on the media, you you good there. Like, I didn't like the question either. I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I, thought that was, I thought it was a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> at, at that moment, well, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say it was a bad question. It wasn't bad. I because, think in that moment, in that moment, it was. I think that's the question you asking the media availability, not right after a bad loss. You asking them about being embarrassed. You 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 I, getting that type of reaction? You ask that question in that moment. I get it, but the only reason that question was asked is because he's not meeting expectations and and yeah. that's just in the media at the end of the day my job in the media is to tell it like it is at the end of the day i'm not supposed people do it you know people put shit out there for clicks or, or, or people put stuff out there just for you know just to get get their numbers up i feel where he's coming from because he's not meeting expectations like my level of frustration is for somebody like i've been to every single home game and this roster could be, could, in my opinion, should be able to watch any roster he had the year before. But why? But why can't? Why, why can't they look so terrible? They look terrible, fellas. You're supposed when you go to the home games, you're supposed to stand until the Memphis Tigers make their first basket. Did you stand the whole time? No, I never stood because I had a feeling that we're going to be standing for a long time. And ladies and gentlemen, we didn't right. score our first basket until under the. 14 minute mark or something like this. I think 1353. That's a very long time. My issue with Penny Hardaway is he does not put his players in positions to, to succeed or positions to score. Like he just hasn't adjust. And it's not even just this year. We saw the same thing last year. We saw the same thing the year before. This is year four, and, and the offense looks the exact same. I don't think the players are bad. In my opinion, the players are not bad. But what, what my issue is, is when Eric, when Eric Timberlake turns the ball over, when Malcolm Dantras turns the ball over, you pull them out to put them right back in two minutes later. <laughs> At the end of the day, either you're coaching it or you're allowing it. And for you to have averaged 22 turnovers a game, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I love me subpoena Hardaway. That's unacceptable. 22 turnovers a game. And, and the thing about it is you force 19 to 20 on the other end. 
You can coach some defense, okay. but for your for your for, but for, I, I took I'm, I'm gonna let you go when I say this. There were moments and times I swear to God, y'all, the players are looking at Penny Hardaway as he's calling whatever set that he's running. They look completely lost. They look completely lost. In my opinion, now I will say this: it's some on the players, but at the end of the day, if you have Penny Hardaway, okay. well, you came in saying that you wanted all the smoke, and you can't like, and you your team is getting like. They're losing to teams like Tulsa and East Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. Blowing, this isn't blowing, this is blowing a nineteen point lead to East Carolina. This isn't the SEC. This isn't some like you know. It's I'll see if we was in the ACC or the Big Ten. I'm like, okay, cool, bet it's better competition. We are losing to teams we should have no business losing to. That's my issue. Took there it is. And Tuke, I haven't heard you say anything, man. So I, I, really, I really want to hear you. I mean, I ain't, I ain't, y'all, y'all literally took all the words out of my mouth. Like, at this point, ain't nothing to say. So when I first heard, because I had to go back and just watch what kind of question he asked, right? And you're talking to somebody that's been in the media with, with Sharky mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And literally, Lito, we've seen the people just don't want Penny there. Like, mm-hmm. even from his first start, like, you got the people, the, the Tubby stands, who was like, Tubby shouldn't have been fired anyway. But he was. Get over it. And we got the Memphis native to, to come and help us out, right? And so you're dealing with frustrations with that. No way am I taking up for him. But you're dealing with frustrations from the media that we've seen, Sharky. When, mm-hmm. when, when, when they come in, it's yep. literally nothing going on. You can hear a damn pencil drop. That's how terrible and in a way kind of inconsistent the media can be, you know, as far as bringing energy to certain coaches and certain players. So what I saw yesterday was literally a a, a mixture of emotion. Just go ahead and just letting y'all have it. Y'all, y'all want to see being Hampton come out of me. Like (laughs) it definitely came out yesterday. And of course we haven't seen this from any kind of coach anyway, because there's nobody been like Penny to come and coach. But to y'all's point, y'all broke it down perfectly. The X and O's pity is not an X and O coach. He he could he could have definitely, you know, been an assistant coach first, had somebody else come in, but he was somebody that the Memphis program needed at the time. And he the, the Memphis program still need him because if Penny Hardaway is not there, are you really gonna fill up the stands? Are you really gonna be able to get top five, top ten talent elsewhere? And in my honest opinion, whether people look at it or not, my media trained eye, this helped with recruiting. This yeah. this whole situation just helped with recruiting. So Penny's not going anywhere. Of course, he could be better, a, a better, you know, recruiter. I think he's gonna figure it out because if y'all think about it, Alo's been on the team for you. I know the guy joked and said he'd rather start me over like Alo. He's been there for four years. So literally, he had a system that he wanted to bring into college, but James Wiseman didn't come in. So that kind of messed up everything. COVID, I can kind of use it as an excuse, but everybody's dealing with COVID. I hear about it. Whatever. But <laughs> until now, this is Penny Hardaway's first time not winning 20 games. Don't ask him no bull, no BS like that. Do you still think you can get it done in Memphis? Do you still got faith in your kids? Don't ask him no BS like that, especially coming off a of loss, losing to a team that ain't got a man over six five. That, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Of course, we, we call him out as coaching, but he's not on the court committing those turnovers either. So I get what y'all saying. I love everything that y'all just said, but the me this was a, a frustrating moment. I don't think it'll happen again. Penny look at himself in the mirror and say, "I got to do better. I will do better." But what we saw was a lash out that honestly probably should have been happening. To be honest with you, that that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, and if that emotion, if that emotion, <laughs> if he takes that same emotion and put it towards his players, then we can probably definitely see. This is my thing, Trevor. What if he is? What if there's literally not for, for this season? We've seen players not want to react to their coach for whatever reason. Maybe they're too talented, they're on and they're wearing their own ego. Leaving last year, last year we had a bunch of uh, of e- egotistic players. A couple of them left, which was good. A couple of them came back, which you know, it is what it is. So once we get those players out the system, we still have we're still gonna have the two uh the two uh Durant and the Bates coming back next year. Let's go ahead and get some shooters. We have talent. Now it's time to get those egos out of the way, which is, I think is going to happen over over the, between this year and next year. Penny's not going anywhere. But at the same time, Penny, you ask for the smoke. 
and the fact that you got it, I don't think that's how you react to it. So that's that's, that's how bingo. Yep, because it's two things. And shout out to everybody to come in, y'all. Man, y'all speaking facts or whatever. Exactly. But like goes back, like I said, me and Tuke was in the media his first uh, his first year coaching, and I, I, like I said about the question Jeff Calkins asked, that's a question you shouldn't ask right out of the game, you know. But he's a writer, he's a journalist. He got a, he probably already had that article ready, and like, okay, I'm gonna ask this question. That's how you get the article right. That's something I would have asked, like in the not not right after that game. That's something you ask like in the media availability in day, in my opinion. But you know, neither neither here nor there. But Penny never should react the way he did. Yes, frustrations mounts. That's what happened. That's what came out. All he got to do now is apologize and figure it out. He said in that, and why we saying you're, he said, why we saying he's bored? He said he need his players. Okay, when DeAndre Williams come back and land, land, land is not, you have everybody back. Uh, we, you, you, you better be winning. <laughs> like we better see winning then, because y'all lost four games in a row. Everybody healthy. Uh, yeah. To um, Ole Miss and Georgia and Murray State, so. If he say he need everybody back in order to win, they nine eight right now. We better see another twenty win season. They still got a chance for it. They still got a chance to win the conference tournament. If everybody back, that's what he's saying. Hopefully this uh lead, hopefully this puts a fire into him and the rest of the team to actually do just that. So and I think it's something the team kind of needed because they kind of like the media, the national <laughs> media hasn't really been on them right. But, like, the Memphis started as a top-10 team, right? And I know local media kind of gets on them. They kind of used to that. But to have the first takes and everybody, the Max Kellum is talking about them, it's something that I think can, can have the team run, you know, kind of build a chemistry around. So, hopefully they do play better for at least for their coach. If not, then I think we'll be able to know that it was the players instead of the coach. But y'all are right as far as the X and O's go. And he really needs to reach out to John Capri because John Capri manages egos very well. That's what's made him a good coach. X's and O's, no, but he know how to manage. He know how to recruit these one star, these five star players, the one and done, and make them work together. So if he can, please reach out to Coach Cal for some advice if you need to pin because <laughs> you need it. <laughs> um, but man, that does it for today, y'all. Hey, that definitely got in the feels, feelings a little bit, but it had to be said. <laughs> Another good win in the books, man. Uh, anybody got any last things before we get off? Ready for some more football. I'm excited for it. Ready for football today, man. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. It is what it yep. is. Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Cool. Once again, y'all know where to follow us, man. It'll be all sports down on one. It'll be real media on Twitter. Listen to us on YouTube. Listen to us on any podcast platform. And uh, shout out to everybody who commented again. Uh, Ryan and Mike from Two the AFC South, they came back again this week. Uh, Ryan has the podcast as well, the Jump Pass, uh, Tennessee, and JFM 17. And anybody else I may have missed that had tuned in earlier. But till next time, y'all. Peace.